1: Welcome to Hi Bob, the officially unofficial podcast for for all mankind on Apple TV Plus. I'm Jim, and I'm Aaron, and today we're talking season four, episode five, titled "Goldilocks." Uh, Aaron, was this episode a little too cold, a little too hot, or just
0: right for you? I was thinking about what to say about this podcast, uh, this episode on the podcast, and I think I've come up with this is the best worst episode of For All Mankind I've ever seen. Um, let me explain. I like everything they're doing with the character beats of all the established characters that I actually care about, and I think that is executing on an extremely high level, uh, and it's in stark contrast with the Miles and Sams and Ilias of the world, which I think is almost stupid, uh, and how they're, well, I think it it seems like... We got feedback to suggest that maybe I'm maybe we're alone on this, but like I find a lot of the situations are trying to maneuver on Mars, the lower decks, people to be just preposterous. You know, we we talked about like, you know, we we're going to criticize last week's episode heavier if uh, Miles and Sam don't come back to the base uh, met with an armed escort for Steve, mm-hmm. you know, and obviously that didn't happen. Obviously, that's not a problem uh miles has had no problem establishing the supply chain under Ilya's. i thought the way iliad found it is preposterous was was stupid yep but like uh, is that bringing? but but all, all all the other like i really like the geopolitics i really like how succinctly uh this show is kind of hinting at the 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 problems that the american american politics have and you know, uh, even in this kind of more utopian, better world, that there's still, um, you know, shit, shit politicians and shitty politics and 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 clumsy maneuvers on the international stage. And I like that. I just, that uh, boy, the the thing I want to connect with is the worker struggle on Mars. And I I kind I just feel like they're just not servicing that well at all. Um. So, but yeah, Danny versus Ed. Oh my God amazing uh yeah. dev and kelly and Alaide Alaida, Alida uh i thought was amazing
1: um it's just whew. what about you uh yeah i'm with you man um i don't know why we have to sacrifice believability for drama here because i think there's just as much drama to mine out of getting a phone call to his wife uh to lee's wife as there is to getting her onto the station which is to me seems like just a complete non-starter and lee should know that right like i like maybe he thinks that you know like you said the americans have some kind of crazy freedom going on there and anybody can come up to mars but it doesn't it doesn't seem to make any sense to me um and then yeah not having at least a mention of hey we really got away with something there huh taking that rover out to save you you owe us buddy uh we we should have been arrested when we got back i don't know why we weren't um yeah man i i that's a bridge too far for me in a lot of ways that said i think yeah the the stuff that they're doing character wise is pretty outstanding i got choked up in a couple of scenes with you know kelly watching old videos of karen um Mm. and even dev scenes you know dev i'm primed to not like to, to not trust and yet I see him in so much pain over the decisions that he's made in the past and the things that have happened to him. And I'm like, can't help but feel for the guy. But I don't know, man. Uh, yeah, they're, they're walking this tightrope right now of me enjoying the drama and the character beats just enough to go along with the bullshit that they're pulling on the plot side. And that doesn't feel like For All Mankind of previous seasons to me.
0: Yeah, and I, and I I hope it's because they're biting off more than they can chew. There's just way too many things they're trying to get into the commentary, and they're also trying to set up next season and all that kind of stuff. But um, I don't know, man, because like, it seems certain that at least Miles and Sam are going to be a core of like new characters that go forward. I don't know why you spend this much time on them, but it's just like, oh, my God, I... Uh, to the extent that I'm gonna have to care about these people even more in the future because they're gonna be the the next generation, they're gonna be season five core backbone for all mankind. Mm-hmm. I I wish they were more than just like what feels like cardboard cutouts that say, you know, very like they just like like that. Oh, it's it's it. I thought when Sam coming in to talk about her being torn between getting to do a spacewalk versus you know her uh, proletariat on Wii was some of the worst written dialogue I've ever seen and hmm. delivered with no wow. conviction. And uh it's just oh man. And that's the problem. Like I I um I although man, I, I, I kind of felt the same way about Dev. It's like, I'm really invested in this guy like for a long term and, and this his character really clicked into place this episode. I'm like, yeah, this, so. this explains this very weird guy and um his react yeah and and, and that's the other thing is like um for all mankind's always been like a sneaky emotional show i never think of it as like being a tearjerker or something but i'll be damned if like every season there it hasn't gotten the waterworks going at least once or twice and and uh it certainly did for me um but yeah the i i guess the 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 main sequence of the characters that are established and that stuff is all working really well so it's not a fatal problem and and we've had i've seen good shows go through rough patches before in terms of oh much
1: worse ones (laughs) justified uh
0: boardwalk empire hell even uh uh, breaking bad uh better call Saul have gone through like several episode stretches where i'm like i'm not sure if i agree with where this is going but gotcha yeah it's it 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 does but it does seem like they are coloring outside the lines a bit more than i've seen in previous seasons
1: yeah i i think thematically the stuff they're doing is is interesting it's almost a return to some of their earlier stuff in for all mankind with Mm -hmm. you know the space programs toll on families um i'm finding that stuff pretty compelling how it's it's both a positive and a negative on the people that whose lives it touches. And yeah, I I, I can't tell if I, they've said everything they're going to say on that just because like, that's the nature of it. Or if they're trying to get to some thesis on what should we be doing with people who need to be in these very important and mission critical positions, but also have families and like other responsibilities. Do we come down on them and say you can't have those? Do we try and make accommodations for those people? Like, I, I don't know where the show's going with it, but I'm definitely curious to see.
0: Feels like it's going one seven, the NCC 1701D. Just, yeah, fucking bring the families, man. Uh, yeah, I'm excited. I'm kind of excited to see the kids yeah. go into space. I, I want to see Commander Poole getting hit by a snowball coming out of the uh, holodeck, you know, because the kids are in there playing. Look, it wouldn't uh, be the first time this kid was in space true he was in a slightly <laughs> more sophisticated life support system the, the previous uh-huh. time but
1: uh-huh. he had a really good suit but he was on Mars uh, he's
0: wearing his mom mom uh, MMU uh, mom yeah. Mars utility suit <laughs> um, I, I think that um, you're right that that um, the pull between duty and Like in its classic sense, you know, in the for all mankind sense, you know, uh, to to making the world a better place to discovery, to advancement of humanity as a whole Mm -hmm. versus your obligations to individual humans, your family, your friends, your social circles. I thought that stuff was a really interesting meditation and like all the different motivations people can have, like money versus yeah you know like the the more high minded you know nasa kind of ideals of exploration and things like that I, it it's i thought it was really interesting it's stuff that i you know wrestle with it's like uh, as a father you know do i take this better job halfway across the country and you know up uproot my kid's schedule or maybe he goes a couple months in a row without seeing me or do i you know turn that down to to be more available but then have less resources to provide like those i like i said that stuff seems like it's incredibly nuanced um Mm -hmm. and and uh and like i said it's it's none of these issues i think are fatal it's just like i'm really rolling my eyes pretty hard through some of the the Moloch yeah. and Ilya stuff and uh, they need the I think they need to the course correct on that. But I don't know, maybe Ilya just poisoned Miles and I'm not gonna have to you know I'm not gonna have yeah, to worry we'll about see. it. We'll see. Alright, uh maybe we should get into the recap here. Yeah let's do it. You're listening to Hi Bob. We'll be right back.
1: Hi, Bob. Welcome back to more For All Mankind. We start off uh, on July 2nd, 2003. The Payne Space Telescope picks up a new asteroid near Mars. NASA, Helios, the Soviets, and even the news react to the discovery that there's a shitload of iridium in it worth $20 trillion. And the window to grab it is closing. So I think we've seen this pain
0: telescope before i think that they were servicing it on a mission in season three it's interesting because this looks like the james webb space telescope but it is not functioning or acting anything like the james webb space telescope it doesn't oh, seem yeah. like it's at a lagrange point it doesn't see it doesn't seem like it's scanning deep uh like you would never point to joint james webb at like a planet or like the source of that intense light you know uh-huh. um it's another one. It's like I wonder. It's like you know. I, I felt like they were a little more careful about uh, adapting NASA projects and and you know having them be like accelerated in time, but like not you know still kind of true to their purpose and stuff. I thought about those um, those Sea Dragon missiles that were so cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's it, it, the, the reminder. This is it's 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 not called the James Webb because this is named after Thomas Paine the director of NASA that was exploded in a, a, a an airline disaster. Uh, he was the director of NASA oh. for the Republican administrations, uh, Nixon and Reagan. So he got the Molly Cobb treatment with the the naming of this telescope. Nice. W- what do you know about Iridium? Uh, nothing. I did some research because I had some time this morning. Um, first of all, that this is a Jovian Trojan that got perturbed out of its orbit and apparently there's a whole class of asteroids that are to share the orbit of jupiter but jupiter being so big and powerful it has pushed all of those asteroids into the the only ones that it hasn't swallowed or hurled out of the solar system kind of nestle in the lagrange points uh, the l4 and l5 points which are the you only know thing about lagrange points when you have like an orbital system um the interplay between the gravitational gravitational attraction of the thing it's orbiting and the orbiting itself creates these stable kind of like points at certain geometric locations uh, around the thing that even though there's nothing there you can actually orbit it as if it is a, a source of gravity um that's where the james webb telescope is at the I think that what L five point um, of the Moon Earth system, so it's like way far away, and it's going to be stable there, but it's not around a planet. Um, so these things are like at sixty degrees ahead of Jupiter's orbit and sixty degrees behind it, and they're called Trojans because I guess the two groups—one's called the Greeks, one's the Trojans—because uh, astronomers are nerds like that. Okay. Um, Iridium, and supposedly there's like there's supposed to be like a, a million. 1 kilometer size objects in this asteroid belt that is not the actual asteroid belt which is I thought was interesting. And uh, iridium is the second most dense metal that we know of. The only denser is I think osmium, but it's highly reactive and toxic. Iridium is famous for being extremely hard, uh, extremely difficult to manufacture, and extremely high melting point. Uh and its extreme non-reactivity. So, it's also extremely rare because it is so heavy that most of the iridium in Earth sank to the core with all the nickel and iron when the Earth is still a hot ball of shit and it was differentiating by by gravity. So, like, there is – guess how much tonnage the entire world produces of iridium each year? Sixty. 60 tons less than seven tons of (laughs) iridium are mined across the entire earth jeez in in a year so it's extremely it's extremely rare it's very useful like um some of its main uses are for crucibles uh in high temperature high pressure crystalline manufacturing and that is how we make uh Integrated circuits, you know, those are all silicon crystal wafers that are have to be made to exacting tolerances and iridium lined crucibles are what are what hold those molten crystals as they're forming. Um iridium tipped spark plugs are the reason that our engines last ten thousand miles and or a hundred thousand miles instead of ten or twenty thousand miles between tune ups because iridium can resist a high temperature blast of electric electrical spark that, that hits the spark plugs. Yeah, for um, all mankind doesn't have any of those. It's all and I, the, the and the other thing that they do is um, they're very useful for um, like biomedicine. Uh, there's certain isot- radioactive uh, isotopes of iridium that they can in, uh, insert like little splinters inside the cancer cells to direct radiation right to the cancer instead of just like blasting the whole like body a section rod with
1: kind of thing. Yeah, for radiation. yeah.
0: And since they're are high they are they're stable and unreactive, they're like perfect for that purpose. So there's a lot of like mm-hmm. really high tech uh, uses, which is why um, everyone's horny for them and for all mankind. So yeah, uh, but yeah I didn't know because uh, I'm like iridium. What the
1: fuck? I I honestly have no idea why this is such a big deal. Uh, we know why it's a big deal for the Russians. Apparently, it's the, one of the Soviet Union's biggest exports, and they are not eager to lose a valuable income source from from exporting that, because uh, there would be yeah. no need to export it if they caught this massive $20 trillion worth of iridium.
0: And it sounds like that they are, you know, the Russia's had economic problems trying to, you know, navigate the transition between, you know, their Soviet form of communism and, and more open capitalism. And uh, obviously, if you have a big, important, expensive, like I think iridium is worth uh, like half of gold right now. Uh, if you just flood the market with $70 trillion of that, that's going to, to hurt the Russian economy. So,
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, Bad news all around. A lot, lot of fear-mongering on the news about, you know, something that's potentially very good for humanity uh, is being spun as, well, this is another job destroyer. We remember what happened with Helios and Helium-3, and when that became popular. Everybody was out of work. There was so much strife it caused terrorism and all sorts of things Um, because the technology did that the technology the technology
0: turned people into terrorists
1: yeah it wasn't the fact that they didn't have anywhere to turn because uh, they didn't have any way out of the the bad situation that not having a job puts you in in that economy so it's NASA's fault wasn't wasn't bad bad
0: government policy it's 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 now they should they should they should try not discovering things
1: honestly yeah just let's stick to the status quo on every yeah. front, and everything yep. will be fine. Yeah, uh, and we find people out people have that been a saying few, this for a long time. <laughs> people, have, <laughs> some people have been saying this for a long time. It's literally and, true. Literally yeah. true. Just,
0: just stop. Everything's good enough right now. Okay, we don't, we don't need any more stuff.
1: Uh, and the, the date here, July second, two thousand three, um, is supposed to let you know, hey, a, f- a few months have passed, and if you didn't, you know, notice it in this scene, they're going to say later essentially these past few months or whatever yeah um since they sent svetlana down Uh, all right danielle dreams of happy valley at the time when they were rationing their food waiting for rescue and she delivers danny the, the bad danny some meals in exile and then she's awakened to hear the asteroid news
0: it is neat now that they're aging everybody up. You know, it's cool that they can do flashbacks effortlessly. It's like, Hey, you guys, oh, yeah. you know, Chris Marshall. And, uh, you just have to, you have to spend like uh, 10 minutes le- or you know, an hour less in makeup. Just, just show up with, you know, a little bit of aging and, and you're good to go. But it's, it's cool. It's very, as, as bad as some of the aging makeup. Like when you see them, you know, 10 years ago, it's like, all oh, right. Yeah.
1: Okay. It, it looks good.
0: It looks, it looks realistic.
1: I got to ask you, now that Danny is back, um, Bad Danny, Mm -hmm. were you more excited to, or maybe excited is not the right word, were you more eager to satisfy an itch of knowing what happened to Bad Danny, or were you more disappointed that Bad Danny is back in the show when you saw this scene?
0: I... Was the first time I was through this. I'm like, oh my god, are we finally going to get this answer? And do I care about this answer? And uh, I honestly, I was a little underwhelmed. I was a little underwhelmed.
1: I mean, we like, already knew the answer. There was there was no real mystery around it, right? He died. He died on Mars, and the only the qu- mystery is how
0: yeah i i think that the, the everyone kind of come around to the idea he died on mars but like you know and and i think suicide is a popular um theory but like the circumstances why how did ed feel about it how did danielle feel about it i
1: mean we did know he how they would the feel north, about it did
0: we did, did, did he use the north koreans pistol did he you know did he pop his tail? i was hoping sure. that the uh, i was hoping he cracked his face plate. I was hoping yeah. that he actually just like you know just just opened up the sunroof like uh, was it Tim Tim Robbins did that on Mission to Mars? Oh, does he? I don't remember. It's just rolled down the window, you know, just uh, just breathe in the Martian atmosphere. I was kind of disappointed that he just uh, did the slow asphyxiation point, uh, but yeah, I don't know. Thank, I mean. Seems like there'll be some emotional fallout from this, but like I, I, I mean, it's 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 tough for me because I thought the Danny Karen stuff was the the by far worst shit, uh, the most unwatchable shit this this show has done, and I just it's
1: just keeps hanging around like a stale fart, you know. Oh yeah, I think this is the end of it though. The look, the both of those people are dead at this point. I know we got them both back in this episode, but also this feels like a final time. I don't think we ever need to explore. Like the feelings about Danny in the future.
0: Um, Wait till you start off a uh, scene in federal prison and it's Jimmy. Uh, oh, I, I don't you're know. Right. You're right. You you might yeah. be right though because like, not only did they deal with Danny but like immediately Danielle and Ed uh-huh. used that Dealt as a that weapon fallout. to try to hurt yep. each other. So it's like it seems like that we're about out of, out of gas with the storyline but Dear God, I've, those I've said that three or four times before.
1: And the characters who had relationships with him, and especially in this scenario, are now seemingly going to be split up as well. So I, yeah. I don't see a lot of future potential for the storyline. I, I was satisfied to see it come to a conclusion because I was curious how it happened, but I already knew all of the emotional fallout from it, right? Yeah. Like, and I, course, that was Danny, all. Danny, very... who's trying to mentor the kid, is going to feel bad about it. Ed, who hates the kid for, you know... uh, being a derelict of duty is going to not feel bad about it at all. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe he did. His face says he felt a little I, bad.
0: I think, yeah. I think, Ed, and, and we also know that Danny, from Danielle, the good Danny, that he fell apart. Like, he kind of went completely oh, yeah. AWOL mentally and emotionally, and, and her and Coos had to hold the whole base together, which we saw was in bad shape. That's the other thing. You know, yeah. like this is I'm, I'm wondering what, what kind of spice this is going to add, you know, Ed hurling the accusation of quitter to her because Ed likes to project a lot, seems like. And oh, yeah. I, like if he checked out mentally uh, on that mission after Danny, no wonder Danielle's like, fuck this, I'm going home, you mm-hmm. know, and then maybe Ed should have made that decision too. go home, be with Kelly and his, his granddaughter. But. I mean, Ed, it feels like this episode and I hate it because Ed's, you know, he's up there in terms of my favorite characters. Um, But it's like he's he's the living embodiment of, uh, you know, Harvey Dent's theory on Batman that you either die the hero or you live long enough to become the villain. Because, yeah, like what would what would season one or two Ed think of this Ed that is putting inarguably putting people's lives in danger for his own
1: glory yeah that's the thing right I feel like he's been progressively stepping in it you've you've seen his foot coming down into the pile of shit for the last couple of seasons now and and this is the this is the scene where it finally hits it's too bad Molly's
0: dead because I feel like she's the only one that could both fully understand Ed's bullshit and impulses and the only one that could actually check him and vice versa. They acted as very good checks mm-hmm. and balances on each other's ego. And... Yeah, uh, I'm so sad. She died I mean... the hero, so it left him to, to descend into craftitude <laughs> as the villain, I guess.
1: Apparently. Yeah, I, I've, I'm so sad to see it go this way, because I talked earlier you know, in the season about how Danielle and Ed share a special relationship, and that should yeah, be that extremely valuable to both of them. And meaningful. And it, and it is. It doesn't... <laughs> But, but, yeah, but, but it's but, not manifesting in the ways you would want it to, right? It's 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 manifesting in anger and resentment.
0: Yeah, especially, and I I understand where Danny's anger and resentment comes from because you know we talked about like she literally broke her arm to try to mm-hmm. help out the bros here, uh, and she's you know when that that speech she gives about the mistake after mistake, like I I feel that because that's kind of like what we've been talking about these last two seasons. Like Ed just you know makes some bad calls based on being an emotional you know uh kind of cowboy and i again i understand like i'm not being super harsh and judgy about ed although you can't yeah you can't you can't kill people because you got a shaky hand you know and 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 Mm -hmm. you got to think like knowing what we know now you go back that first episode if someone else is in that command chair does kuz die is, is someone that, that doesn't yeah. have to worry about their hand trembling and keep, the, you know, keep that throttle feathered properly, can they get that asteroid's oscillations under control? I mean, I don't know. It seems like the Russians fucked up the manufacturing process too, but yeah, we know for certain an American
1: was putting the whole mission in risk for an absolutely inexcusable reason. Can you imagine, flip that around, somebody else is at the seat there and they have the shaky hand and Ed's the commander at the base and he finds out about that? He blows his top he goes off on them right the way that danielle does yeah. here like he, it's, yeah. it's a shame because yeah i think you talked about early seasons ed he definitely would have the same reaction that danielle's having you put yeah. you put everyone that is on your missions lives in danger because right. you're too you're too much of an ego monster to ever say yeah i can't handle this well he knows his body so <laughs> sure yeah i'm I'm 100 with danielle this episode i I think the base you know things have been getting more tense on the base since danielle showed up but that's only Mm. because of circumstance i think she's doing a great job as a commander kind of trying to come in here and fix a lot of problems that were festering under ed's command or and i guess not ed's command but you know with ed yeah advising the commander of the base
0: yeah, I think the the previous commander might have been a little bit more of a pushover. And maybe that's part of the problem is Ed just got used to kind of having his way as the old man at Amars and Ku's backing him up. Yeah. And, but yeah, a lot of the friction has been coming from Ed, you know? And I think it's really that's telling yeah. that Palmer uh, informed on him because like that's a person who clearly worships mm-hmm. Ed and is kind of disillusioned and devastated by his hero... Not acting like a hero should, and uh, yeah, you know. But it's it's I don't know. I, I, we're gonna step all over the confrontation later on. But, but you're right. Like <laughs> right. I think most 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 thinking people are gonna be on Danny's side, even if you are sympathetic to what Ed's going through, and. Sure. I, I I find myself sympathetic, but at the my sympathy stops when he's putting people's lives in risk and mm-hmm. when he's being just a complete shit to his commanding officer. Oh my
1: god, the attitude he's copping this episode!
0: Yeah, like I said, I always I always do this like with Riker and Picard. I'm just like, there's, uh-huh. there's no fucking way,
1: no fucking <laughs> way. <laughs> All right, uh, President Gore reminds Eli how important it is that America capture this asteroid and fast. They have to approach it delicately though, because. The M7 nations each wanted their own piece of the asteroid, and the Soviets specifically don't want to lose their Iridium export profits. I kind of talked about that part already. But there's this new character, uh, Ron, I think is his name, and he seems like a real ball buster. He works for the president, and he's got his fingers here in the NASA pie. What if he's supposed to be Gore's chief of staff or something? Yeah, I don't really know yet.
0: Um, and we didn't never had a Gore administration, so I wouldn't know to to, to, to look him up. Um, hmm. I mean, this is this is the part like of the 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 political bullshit where it's like Marv, who should have a feather in his cap for finding uh, a way to steer between the canyon walls of the Russia U.S. positions on Svetlana, uh, and thinks you know, and and Al Gore is impressed with them, uh, but it's quickly like, what have you done for me lately? Cause yeah 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 you did that great the president's grateful but also if you don't if you fuck up this asteroid thing and we don't get elected it's gonna be your fault like boy yeah. poor
1: Marv <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah might be time to man. plug up
0: the sinks and leave the water running get out of there Marv
1: you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah the cops one last in. heist buddy mm-hmm. uh, I don't know we'll we'll talk more about that when he kind of discusses things with the Russian uh space commander here uh but danielle sets the stakes for her team up in happy valley they have 10 weeks to grab this asteroid or it's gone ed cops a major attitude with danielle during the meeting so she pulls him aside to try and clear the air uh that doesn't go too well
0: and look at the look at the the staff too, like the way they're looking at each other when she's dragging him yeah. into her ready room Super to awkward. yell at him, yeah, it's just it's as bad. He's talking about being bad for morale. I don't know. I the show is telling me that Ed is playing this completely wrong and interpreting this completely wrong. Um
1: Yeah, nothing I, I she the says there just strikes me as like running around flapping our arms. Like Ed's just being an asshole here because he's pissed about Svetlana. And he kinda wants
0: Danny to fail. And it's like this is like the exposed kind of the lazy hypocrisy of Ed is because he seems like he wants it both ways. Like when he's talking to the lower Decks people, it's all rah-rah-rah. Where's your service to country and your duty and all that? But Mm -hmm. then when it's like Danny trying to put out military protocol, it's all like, ah, this isn't a NASA government. This is a you know, he's 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 trying to play have it both ways and interpret everything into to his benefit. And I just I as a long term Good Danielle fan, uh, the way that Ed is treating her as a commander in front of the troops,
1: so to speak, is just oh. beyond the pale. Oh, and that call blood boiling on the Ranger later is just like <sighs> the worst, man. Yeah, and 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 good
0: Danny's trying to salvage it. You know, she's trying to like um, do she's her taking thing, him aside, like,
1: not blowing him up right here in front of
0: everybody. She's doing it right. Right, and when she's on open comms, you know, trying to have a disagreement with him, you know, she's not going to have a knockdown drag out and all. But but boy, and and Ed, I don't know, does he interpret all this as weakness, or does he interpret this as, does he think he's untouchable because he is the old man of Mars and he has such certainly do like it, yeah. And I, there might be some, there might be some blowback on this. Like he might have enough. Like cronies in NASA and at Helios and the, even the US government admires that he might be able because like unless you're on Mars how the fuck do you know how far Ed's fallen sure you know like if he calls crying that like oh Danielle came out of retirement she's bust moan she clipped my wings and if we don't make the asteroid capture it's going to be because she made this person I'm, I'm kind of worried that Danielle might be on a hot seat just because of
1: Ed's bullshit yeah Hmm I, I don't know, because she's got Hobson and seemingly, well, it depends on how far he falls from Grace uh, with this whole asteroid thing. Because, you know, if his reputation yeah. gets tarnished with the president, maybe there isn't the safety net that Danielle has to say, hey, Hobson, you hired me to do a job. This guy's interfering with it. Get him out of here. But they're, they seems like they're
0: maneuvering pieces that he's going to feel that political pressure. Like, I can already hear oh, Al's yeah. like, oh, yeah. Damn it, Marv. I. Uh, we, we, this, this asteroid thing touch and go and, and now you got a command change and you got you got the CO and the XO at each other's throats like what is going uh-huh. on
1: up there yeah I can it's not going to be good I think Hobbs is just going to walk into the ocean never be seen again <laughs> I, don't, <laughs> I don't know man he's, he's really he's taking it on all sides here it's rough for yeah. Hobbs I feel bad for him and
0: even his wins don't mean anything he had a huge win last episode and it's yeah fuck you pay me you
1: know yeah um, I found it hilarious for Danielle in this scene right before Ed does his Ed stuff uh, to be saying okay all personal matters are taking a back seat we got to get this mission done <laughs> good luck with the personal stuff taking a back seat with Ed because Ed is uh, he's all about yeah. the personal matters at the moment yeah
0: and the other thing is like the fact that they shake on All right, bygones we're gonna reinvest make this mission happen and then we find out the very next scene he's been doing a whole bunch of bullshit behind her back and self serving promotions and rearranging her crew just it's like I said it's uh, I I do love me some Ed but it's really painful to watch it's really Mm -hmm. painful to watch
1: yeah he should have gone home should have gone home I don't know if he would have been happier there, but everybody else would have.
0: Although, I will say this is another thing about the show being a little bit dumber than previous seasons. The fact that no one has mentioned that this man has spent his declining years in one-third Earth's gravity, like, no one's even said. Like, I, I, I would have respected the show a bit more if Ed had been, like, at some point, you know, I thought about going back, but, like, I talked to the flight surgeons, and there's some real you know, concern about my bone density or my cardiovascular system or whatever. But like they... One well, capacity, probably. I mean, he's been here for 15 <laughs> years straight. Like that's... And he's an uh-huh, old man. Yeah. He was like taking testosterone and HGH just to keep flight ready back when he was spending a lot of time in Earth gravity. So I... It's weird that they don't... That they
1: haven't even... ev haven't even mentioned that. Yeah, he'd step out of the ship, out of the shuttle on Earth, and he'd just crumple like Obi-Wan's robes i disappears. feel like yeah if you sp- if
0: you spin from 60 to 75 <laughs> on mars and you came back to earth you would never walk again
1: yeah you, it might be late you might be labored breathing oh definitely labor breathing with as much smoking as he's done he's trying to terraform <laughs> mars he's definitely got some <laughs> lung capacity issues yeah yeah uh but yeah you're right he might not be able to go home but they don't address that that's not a concern for ed right He simply doesn't want to go home Because he loves space And he doesn't love his family all that much (laughs) Apparently Uh, Okay, let's go to Ilya's bar Where Miles spots Sam getting friendly With an Italian, I think Uh, He says Grazie at one point Neither he or Ilya are happy about it They get back to work Discussing Lee's wife Ilya says, "Uh, yeah, we're not going to be able to get her up here But they need to break the news to Lee At the right time uh, but in the meantime, they're going to lie to him.
0: Yeah, that's the thing. I, I, As you heard last episode, I was trying to find a, a way to square this. Like, you know, what's the reasonable ask here? Is he trying to bring his wife's ashes home? him? Is he trying to bring a picture? Is he trying to get secure a community? No, they're making it very clear that Lee expects them to smuggle mm-hmm. his wife through the Martian cargo
1: system. Yep. <laughs> With like a... a- breathing apparatus uh that's
0: am like you can't fucking smuggle a person from like china to united states in the belly of an airplane uh-huh let I just, alone i just this
1: seems just beyond stupid it's I, shit crazy i think yeah th- this was one of the breaking points for me in the episode i'm like oh they literally mean they want to get her up here on mars that's yeah asinine
0: And the fact that, like, no one is saying, like, I'm glad that Ilya's, I I wish Ilya's like, look, it's just, it's not possible. We all know it's not possible. It's an impossible ass, but we're, we gotta, (laughs) we gotta find the right way to, to break. But like, Ilya's like, no, it's just too dangerous. It's too much heat on us trying Uh to get, oh, really? Trying to smuggle a citizen out of North Korea
1: (laughs) onto a, and then get her
0: onto a Martian shuttle Uh in the car. It's just, oh. It doesn't make it, it makes it, it's like one of those things where it's like I just don't know how to invest in it. It'd be like if uh, you know there's a plot line where Miles finds a fucking sword embedded into a Russian rock, and if he pulls it out, he can be king of Mars. Like
1: uh-huh. that's, I, that's I, believable. May,
0: maybe if I was watching John Carter or whatever the fuck that thing is, but like I'm watching <laughs> uh-huh. For All Mankind. What is this sword stuck in a stone and king of Mars business? Like it's that kind of leap for me, and yeah. I, I can think the Lee. Lee might be delusional enough to think that, like all the Americans and they don't follow rules and capitalism, and you bribe enough money and you can do whatever you want. And that's true, honestly, most of the time if we're talking about, but like when special circumstances like being on Mars, there's, there's, there you really run up against the limits of what capitalism can do in terms of like, especially gray black market smuggler type operations. So. I mean maybe maybe I'm wrong, maybe this isn't as stupid as I think, but it feels really stupid to
1: me yep i'm I'm hundred percent with you i I don't like this plot point at all, and like I said before, I think it's just as dramatic if all he wants is a phone call and it's hard to get a phone call to her right like yeah i i that's just meaningful to me and, and it and it seems just about doable. So yeah. I I don't know. Anyway, Ugh. uh, who who is good enough for Sam? Do you think? You know, Elliot says, "Yeah, this Italian well, the, guy the other
0: thing is, can we can we also give pause to think about how phenomenally legos? Like, so let's say every let's say you get her out of the North Korea North Korea, you mm-hmm. get her into the cargo bay. Mm-hmm. She survives on tubes of oxygen and chapstick, like on on the way up there. She's she's
1: consuming whatever they got in the mm-hmm. thing for months. Yeah. What do you do with her on base? They put her at level four. Level four is where all of the the dissidents and fugitives does she, hide out. <laughs> does she live in
0: Ed's grow up? Like does she? Like because uh-huh. like she can't. The like she can't ever be seen by anyone.
1: Right. Right. I mean, you put her in a jumpsuit, one of the, one of these Helios grunt jumpsuits, and no one will ever notice her. Right. I.
0: I'm dubious. I'm yeah. dubious but the way they track resources up there that uh, they wouldn't notice an extra person.
1: <laughs> yeah, potentially not. Although, you know, Ilia and uh, Miles have the extra resources they could feed her, right? Just get an extra sandwich from the vending machine or whatever. Yep. Uh, uh, but but no, it's insane. I, I'm humoring this scenario, but no, this would never happen. It's crazy yeah. talk. Yeah. And yet the show is talking about it seriously as if this was mm-hmm. a possibility. And maybe these... Yeah. I mean, Ilya certainly knows that this is an impossibility. Not just too risky, but impossible. I'm going to tell you something.
0: I don't think the showrunners know. That's what I think the real problem. I think the people writing this show don't know how dumb this plot is. Because if they did, the easy fix for this is have Miles... This was the conversation I was expecting Miles and Ilya to be like, look, we both know this is never going to happen. But we don't want to lose the North Korean market. We don't want our you know, connection to get blown as far as the thermostat thing. So we got to kind of humor this out until we figure out another solution. Mm-hmm. The fact that that's not what they're doing tells me that from the show's perspective, it's possible to sneak people out of North Korea. And and, and like,
1: yeah, I, I don't know. I, it, it's it's tough. It's tough for me. Yeah, same here. Um, so the lower decks then discuss the asteroid find some think it's a good thing. Sam points out that they're going to get screwed by this. But the Italian sees there's a glass half full situation. They can make out like bandits during the process.
0: Yeah, it's like the, the Chinese word for crisis is uh, danger plus opportunity, right? Mm-hmm. Like this. Um, yeah, like it, I, I thought this it, this scene in isolation is really good. Where it's. You know, like, like like what what sells these hard oppressive times is the dream that if we put in the work and the 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 dice fall just right, we can make the jump into you know another economic class, right? Like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, maybe we'll work six or seven days. Maybe it'll be dangerous, but like the gold rush. Think of you know people will do like that's uh, that's a great I think a great example of the California gold gold rush is like people do that to themselves people destroy their own bodies people would work seven days a week you know just for the just for the the chance at 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 striking it rich right
1: and that's a better situation than they're in because those people own the profits of whatever comes of their labor here that's not true they own whatever piece of the profits that Helios deems worth them getting to get them to do the job Helios and NASA and these countries are the ones who actually benefit from this not the people doing the work
0: yeah the risks are subsidized the profits are privatized
1: <laughs> yeah absolutely um, and that's something that I I mean I think Sam sees that the people who look at this as glass half full don't don't really see that yeah but you know overall it's it, there's a larger argument to be made that this would be a good thing for humanity So you need people doing the work to get the rewards for humanity. So how do you make that happen without exploiting these people, without promising these people things that are never going to come true? Good question. Uh, All right, Kelly gets uh, Alex ready for school when she hears that Dev is going to Mars and she goes into Helios to tell Leda about it. And they both go to Dev, upset that he didn't tell him. And he says, the action is on Mars and they need him up there. Dev wants a lady to handle the M7 negotiations and Kelly and her astrobiology team to go up to Mars with him. Kelly would have to leave her son for months, though, so she's not sure about that plan. Then Dev leaves to go tie up some loose ends. I So when I first watched this,
0: I thought this was Dev maybe stealth reneging on his prop his promises. And Kelly does like, too, right? Yeah, All like, pushing oh, it back yeah, again, yeah. Huh? Oh no, I'm going to push I'm accelerating it. But I'm going to make you an offer that I know you won't take. You're going to have to leave your kid and go to Mars with oh, me. Oh. And then Elate it's like, you know, like, oh, I'm not de-emphasizing your uh prominence in the come. In fact, I'm you're you're going to be calling all the shots. Like he's putting these positions where he he thinks that people have to turn it down or fail. But after I've watched it I don't I don't I don't know. I'm not sure. Maybe he just is like just really impulsive and he doesn't think it all the way through but he doesn't want to renege on his promises. So these are good faith efforts because Well, it seems
1: it seems like he he's, expects
0: he expects people to just make the sacrifices and do the things required and and absolutely. why would
1: they want to? That's who he is. He's a pusher. He's a guy who that's has an good... ambition has yeah. a a vision and pushes everyone around him into that box and if they don't fit it he jettisons them and gets somebody who will fit into that box and did he get that from his mom or his dad i mean i think he got that from his dad um his mom but... seems pretty pushy too though just in a
0: different way like a more harambe sure. way of pushing than a. It's you know get yours complicated and... And be ambitious yeah. because I, I, like I don't I and I don't know because I've never seen his father. I just heard, you know, mm-hmm. a dev recount stories and see stuff in the news clippings and things like that. But like, yeah, man, I, I was really conflicted about what to think about his mom. I guess we need to wait to get there. But like this this episode really upped the complexity of my understanding of Dev's character and who he is in a good way. Yeah,
1: I really. Yeah, 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 yeah. Before I was torn on him, but just based on like his actions around private economic interest versus public good. Now it's bringing the personal stuff that I feel is connecting pretty well.
0: That doesn't mean I like agree with his position. I'm just like I, oh, sure. I think I'm 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 understanding what makes him tick in a way that I I really didn't. I had a lot more question marks and head scratching, and it's he's coming into focus a little more, and it's a much more interesting character as a result.
1: Yeah, and even in just the span of this episode, they get that new information to be super interesting and relevant to his character because he now like he's pushed Kelly into something that I think he's feeling a little bit of regret over. Like he's just torn up another family, right? I mean, or, or potentially he, he, well, when she comes in, she's saying, you know, uh, she has a new plan. But before that, he, I think, is thinking about his actions and how, you know, his family was destroyed by this program. Uh, or I guess not technically the NASA program, but, you know, his space dreams. Mm-hmm. And now he's pushing those on other people, forcing them into difficult situations over their families that potentially will tear them apart. I think he's feeling the weight of all that like he's realizing i'm the i'm the guy who's destroying families but i'm also very driven and i have a vision and i think it's worth pursuing and i don't know how to reconcile those two things
0: yeah yeah and that's uh that's a that's an interesting
1: thing to see people wrestle with for sure yeah uh and kelly's wrestling with that too we'll get to that here in a bit um but i thought it was it's it's smart resource allocation, right? I mean, as much as I would say bad about Dev, he's also a very agile business person. I mean, the idea of taking Kelly with him to finish the training en route, I think is an extremely smart one, right? It buys you two months of time. And even if Kelly just wants to go back home after that, they've still gained that two months head start. So, you know, it's a lot like when Aleda figures out a way to uh get their supplies to Mars faster than they thought possible um mm-hmm. in last season i think i think these people are extremely capable and versatile
0: and i think he also senses an opportunity here right or wrong that like this is maybe a once in a generational opportunity this asteroid will be they, I, I we even talked about this but they established that this asteroid's going so fast that there's exactly a 6 month window before this pure t- trit- tritium or iridium asteroids going to be flung out of the solar system, never to be seen again. Now, uh, part of me says like, well, if there's like a million one kilometer asteroids in these Trojan Lagrange point or Jovian orbits, like, okay, well, we'll maybe we miss this cab, but there'll be another one. The more we explore, the more, but like on well, the other hand, like we'll one come this close to Mars. will will one. Be yeah. In our, our lifetime. Right. And like at this. Per- yeah. And so like, the idea of like, I can't wait for six weeks for another trip. I need to be out there now. Mm -hmm. Like I, like there's going to be decisions on the ground made and I need to be out there making them. Like I, 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 I I super
1: Interesting. Given who runs this base, right? I mean, this Mm -hmm. is a joint government operation between the M seven group. I think the private sector is going to start flexing its muscles. It seems like it. Yeah. Yeah i i think there's gonna be you know as much conflict as there already is in happy valley dev getting there won't help yeah yeah it's just another another
0: uh uh more management more management hmm yeah
1: it's always helpful uh all right also uh, there's one other thing his line about you know you spent 15 years on the search for life when he's talking to kelly you really it would be a shame to drop it now that we're so close to the finish line dude this is where you know he's a bit of a charlatan he has no idea if they're close to the finish line they might be close to the fruition of her project but finding life in outer space has we have that might take another thousand years we don't know yeah there's no guarantee that there's life on mars
0: and certainly none of the lava tubes that she's putting all of her hopes on. So No guarantee, I... but
1: he's playing it like, oh, we are so close to finishing the goal that you set out to accomplish, and it's a joke. Yeah, it's he's he's pumping that sunk cost uh, fallacy pretty, pretty hard. Absolutely. All right, Ed took the liberty of making some changes to his crew list up on the Ranger, which Danielle objects to. Ed cops a major attitude again, but Danielle lets it slide, trying to keep things from blowing up right now ed uh then has to delay a scheduled test due to a shaky hand and palmer notices
0: this is the hr
1: guy from before right the drill sergeant hr guy yeah he's like the xos xo
0: yeah. yeah um and that's the thing it's like this is ed's guy and even ed's guy is saying this is a bit much and Mm-hmm. I wonder if Ed played this politically a little bit better, but like it's like not only are you getting caught with your hand, you know, red-handed in your cookie jar, but it's like you're pissing in the cookie jar too.
1: Because
0: mm-hmm. Danielle's like, you're not, you're disregarding protocol. You're doing this and that, the other, and Ed's being like, oh come on, he's like citing shit that was like maybe true at NASA 25 years ago, but probably hasn't been true since Margot you know won the the culture war over over molly back last season uh it's like i said it i think it's tough to watch to see ed be this big asshole
1: to danny i agree and and just being a shit about it too right there's a way he could have said everything he said in this scene that i wouldn't have felt as bad about but he's he's so clearly trying to make this personal
0: yeah, there's like a parenthetical, bad. and what are you going to do about it To yeah. a, at the end of yeah. every voice transmission that just makes your blood boil? Because, mm-hmm. like, and he's Danielle forced, is crying. He's forcing Danny's hand, and when her hand is forced,
1: he's going to be, oh, How dare you raise your hand against mm-hmm. me? Like, you know. Yeah. What does he expect to happen when he's this disrespectful to his commanding officer? That's it's ridiculous he I, would never have tolerated this from one of his subordinates
0: yeah I did not expect the mis- amount of punk ass bitchery from one Admiral Edward Baldwin but here we are here and we I know
1: are he's dealing with a lot right personally he feels like his career is coming to an end he's already made decisions that have alienated his family like there's, yeah, there's so much sh- going on personally but I don't feel like that warrants any of this behavior
0: yeah and, and tell that shit to the guys lower decks they're eating martian rocks <laughs> right, uh, right that they're calling meatloaf and for, for half
1: pay and their families are home while well, you've you got know. a secret weed farm yeah <laughs> yeah yeah come on t-minus three seconds until the ad touchdown and we're back all right let's go over to julio's where aleda tries to talk kelly into going into the mars mission kelly gives uh aleda also some encouragement telling her that she's going to be great at negotiating with the m7 uh i think this is the scene where kelly figures out the one reason to go right her
0: son's health problems being th- solved on mars or the
1: uh, I mean the one reason is she really wants to go, but she figures out the one way she can make that happen, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Cause there are a million reasons not to go. But And it's
0: it's tough, man. Like I said, as a parent, it's really tough um trying to make decisions about what's best for your family and, and separate that from what's best for me, for you, you know? Um and like, you know, is it better to have more resources? Is it better to have more parental time? I think there's also like the thing I kept on thinking that i could never do it is like the idea that something you know as as routine and safe as space travel apparently is becoming uh notwithstanding the first episode when you're trying to lasso an asteroid uh the idea that if i die my kid's an orphan like their dad's already gone like there's only one other person on this planet that's devoted to you know keeping this person alive he's seven years old and what if she dies too yeah well, but even the babushka, I mean, okay, like <laughs> she's, you know, like that's the other thing about the grandparent is like she's gonna die when he's twenty, you know, maybe thirty if he's lucky. It's uh, I, it's just a bad deal. It's a bad deal. And it's, it, it, it I'd find it very hard to justify leaving my kid and going someplace that dangerous if the other parent is already, you know, out of the picture. Um, and sure. and and Kelly's really wrestling with that. Um, and and she I is, like, to understandably, see it. yeah. I, I This this is uh, uh, easy to
1: empathize with struggle. Absolutely, yeah. And it's only one part of what I was talking about, the episode Wrestling With, the sort of way that uh, the space program fucks with families. Um, Dev's the other side of that. We're going to see that here in a second. Mm-hmm. Uh, one thing that struck me when I was thinking about this is they're setting up a potential scenario where... Ed Ed could be could be shown for what he is to his family directly They, they can come up here and see Ed's sad state and I think there's two ways that could go they could play a beautiful ending where he gets to hug his grandson and everything is okay as the old man passes on or he's it could cause intense personal devastation and I don't know which I prefer. <laughs> no, that's the fascinating angle, the fact that Kelly is coming here. With and the his grandson Dev is coming
0: here. Yeah, and the grandson is yeah. coming here and <sighs> as as he's being disgraced publicly.
1: Uh-huh. Maybe they'll How pass each Kelly other on the, on the way, like he'll wave to her on the at the window as he's taken back for court martialing. I don't know. Yeah.
0: And and the other thing is complicated is Danielle was Kelly's commanding officer too. Like she knows that True. Danielle's not a mad woman who's obsessed with power or glory, or she wants her ass in that cockpit, which is And she'll Ed's. see that.
1: Even if she didn't already know that, she'll see it. Like everybody who looks yeah. at the scenario knows that Ed's in the wrong here.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and the way they contrast all this stuff, like, all slightly different takes of, like, duty versus honor versus family versus... It's... I, I think it's just really delicious.
1: Yeah, everybody's got a different take on it. All right, uh, President Gore takes personal responsibility for the asteroid's discovery on the news, which draws ire and mockery from everyone. Uh, Hobson calls Ron pissed off that the president's destroying their goodwill with the other M7 nations, and Ron tells him, "Ah, eh, elections are more important than your goodwill. Do you know what they're alluding to here? With Gore uh, yeah. taking personal responsibility for finding this asteroid? Yeah, it's when he claimed that he invented the internet.
0: Because, do, do like, It's funny because like, back in 2000, <laughs> I was on the uh, broadly speaking, the other side of the political spectrum from where I am today. I was much more conservative and uh, personally, socially, and economically. And uh, I thought this was a real knee slapper. Al Gore trying to claim credit uh-huh. for inventing the internet but and so I looked into it because in, like, I actually thought that he yeah. actually said that he misspoke but what he said in an interview I, I thought this was like during a debate with with uh, Bush I have misremembered all these details what he actually said is he was in a sit down interview with I think CNN someone asked him, like, well, why should people support you over your other Democratic contender? And he's, like, you know, talk about his, like, vision for the country's future, and he said, you know, one of the things I did is uh, uh, a, 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 a bill I passed uh, um, helped uh, – uh, what, what, what is his act? He said um, – yeah, he took the in- initiative to to, the, the, to create the, the Internet, right? Um, mm mm-hmm. And I guess in fact that like in the early 90s when the internet was not the internet, you know, there was no I
1: can or something because that's the only way that claim he, seems credible. He funded he
0: actually did a whole bunch of funding that poured money into American infrastructure. He had this speech in the, in the 90s where he was going around saying that the coming century it's not going to be about highways and water pipes and, and electric bridges. lines. We can let all that
1: shit go. Nobody cares.
0: Yeah, apparently. Bridges. Yeah, apparently. Yeah. This is the Clinton Gore uh, future that we're living in. <laughs> but what's going to be really important is the lines of communication. Like the only way to take advantage of advancements in the computer power is to is to have this. And he saw the internet as like the foundation of that. The and the you know the DARPA project, the TCPIP. Sure. And the thing is, is like the people who literally invented the internet, like people like Bob Kahn. And Vince Kerf, they agreed they uh, would they do give uh, Al Gore credit for being one of the early visionaries in Congress that saw the potential for this technology, this stuff that came out of this you know trying to nuclear warproof America's communication infrastructure and 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 pass bills to like fund the development of that and had he not and, and you know again he didn't invent it, he didn't write the fucking TCP/IP stack <laughs> uh-huh. But it does seem like not the, what what people did is they took his quote, stretched it out beyond its in, in, initial meaning. Like like if if Eisenhower oh, no. had said in the '60s, you know, the puts things I put in plant uh, put in place uh, helped uh, create the highway system. No one would say that Eisenhower invented the concept of highways. No one is that Eisenhower's sure. out there with a shovel and cement uh- or
1: laying the highways. But that's because the highways aren't aren't a meme machine. And it just so happens that the thing that Al Gore claimed to have invented, it, mm-hmm. you know, or not claimed to have invented, but had been a big supporter of, is a thing that is specifically designed to churn out bullshit and misinformation. <laughs> and yeah. so everything that happened, like every single word that he said there was just spun into this meme of Al Gore invented the internet. Yeah, and
0: and also like to be fair, the thing about Al Gore is like I, I it does seem like he's a little bit of a fabulist. He does like I, he does tend to like stretch accomplishments. He does tend to do that kind of like debate brain thing where he what? takes an advantage and but but the also thing is like looking back over the last twenty years, I got to say Al Gore probably on balance more right than he was wrong in terms of the environment, oh, yeah. in terms of internet technology investment, in terms of infrastructure investment, in terms of, I don't know, maybe taking our uh, our, our budget surpluses and, and shoring up some of our infrastructure and our safety nets rather than just
1: giving away his tax cuts <laughs> There's no question know. we'd be better off with him as president than Bush yeah, But in, he's a big fucking era, nerd But he's a big fucking nerd Nobody finger wants to have a beer with him buy. So, right, so right. fuck him
0: but it's like I, I thought. It's funny to see that this like the same thing where, you know, him getting a little bit the way he talks and the way he carries himself and the way he kind of it's like it. The people just took it and ran with it, you know. Oh, well, Al Gore the out internet. there at the telescope
1: and you know discovering an asteroid and yeah, all yeah, this yeah. shit. No, I do. That's very true to life. Um, it's it's pretty good stuff. I I also like Daniel Stern here, uh, getting frustrated by Ron and the president's demands here and throwing his papers and then realizing oh I actually needed those papers <laughs> just like his comedic <laughs> moments at the end of these very hard scenes I I think it's great yeah he's a very serious guy,
0: important guy who also is kinda you know
1: he, he's a well goofball. they're painting a picture of him being out of his depth I think yeah. like it's one thing to be negotiating with people about the price of a screw on your assembly line it's another thing to have nuclear powers uh, yeah. you know, enforcing their wishes on the state of the world and you having mm-hmm. to deal with all these pressures from every side yeah I think, I think he might be a little out of his depth here what kind of which... deals you can make with with very little leverage we'll see we'll see if he becomes uh a, a traitor the way that his, <laughs> his previous uh you think the bullfinch is gonna get her job? little 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 Finchy uh, talons into him I don't know man because I thought Margot was good at this job and then look how that all turned out so sure true, true all I'm saying is Marv is uh if you just go to this the FBI none, none of that none of that it's will true. ever happen. All right, let's go back to Happy Valley where they're having problems figuring out how the Ranger can capture the asteroid with its weak, weak engines, low thrust. Uh, after the meeting, Palmer sticks around to tell Danielle about Ed's shaky hand. It's a big swing. Uh, this is a, they're him really going out on a limb here mm-hmm. because, as Danielle says, this is a very serious accusation. Mm-hmm. And if he's wrong about it. But, you know, he, can't, he just can't help what he saw. And he, and he what saw it. Correctly. So, we know.
0: So it makes it so credible. Like if Sam comes in here, I saw I saw Ed's handshake and Danielle would be like, Okay, whatever. But this yeah. guy, like 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 Ed's man, right hand mm-hmm. man, uh, who gives his big speech about how much he worships him as a hero since he's a little kid and how he's the epitome of integrity and, and honesty and man. accountability yeah. and on- yeah. Coming saying like I know what this means and I'm still reporting it anyway. I mean it's it's Uh, yeah, I really like scenes like this because it shows, like, Ed's kind of being hoisted by his own petard a bit. Like, the way Ed's lived his life in the heroic, kind of noble, truth-telling fashion shaped his admirers such that they would, quote-unquote, betray
1: him like this because it's the right thing to do. It is. I mean, Ed's being extremely dishonorable. Yes. If if, if it's that definition, taking responsibility even when it's hard, that is exactly the opposite of what Ed is doing. Yes, it would be 100%. hard for him to say, "I am not fit for duty right now. I need to take myself off of this mission and give it to someone who who can handle it." That would and be hard to do, and he's not.
0: Your wisdom, the practical knowledge you have, the the fact that the, the, you could still be an important figure just hanging around the base and like training and advising, mm-hmm. and but but that's not good enough. He's got to be the guy. He's got to be the guy with his hand on a stick,
1: calling the ball. Yeah. And I get it. I do, but it's dishonorable when you're not that guy anymore to try and act like that guy. But
0: it's, yeah, like I said, it's got to be hard. Like, I've often, yes. you know, you see, like, uh, big sports figures retire. How do you ever get over? Uh-huh. And, like, being an astronaut for as long as he's done it in this particular alternate universe where, like, astronauts are this these big... Uh, it, yeah, it's got to be...
1: Yeah, hey, yeah. You, you take, how the hell you, you do you take, ever... <laughs> you take the money from... Uh, you, you go back to home to earth you ask kelly if you can borrow a bunch of her Karen money and then you start gambling on NASA based <laughs> shit right yeah you start betting millions of dollars on whether or not dev's going to get to the asteroid before the soviets I don't that's know. what you do that's what you do it's like telling tom brady
0: yeah yeah the roar of the crowd's one thing but uh, have you tried going to a sports book in vegas you know i mean
1: it, it works for michael jordan so <laughs> Well, Does at it? least when he's not trying to play baseball. Yeah. I
0: was gonna say I've seen his documentary. It doesn't seem like he's 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 resting easy on his laurels,
1: you know? True. All right. Um we get some more dream here. I, I think it's hard to tell if this is all happening like in another dream or if this is just a continuation of the dream that she was woken up from earlier. But Danielle's out uh she's preparing Danny's meals when she catches the attention of Ed who watches her Go out to feed the guy he hates, and it's it's worth pointing out here that they are all very hungry. Mm. They're all getting malnourished real time here as we watch this episode. Uh, so this food is pretty valuable to them as well. And Danny asks uh, Danielle, the bad Danny asks Danielle if she he can please come back to base. She says, "Sorry, but no. This is how it has to be." Gives him a Bible. Ah, uh, ooh, that's rough. Um mm-hmm.
0: But I don't know what their personal relationship is. Maybe they had a Bible study group back when he was trying to get over being an alcoholic or, or whatever. I, I, I don't know. Maybe they have a connection. But, uh, I,
1: I think... I, I that's mean, a so rough... They... I,
0: I, I know how I'd feel if I was in his position and someone gave me a Bible. And, and, oh, yeah. and if there's any Christians out there wondering, imagine you're in his position and someone hands you the Quran. You know? It's like that can be the thing to save your life if you've got the certain background and beliefs and but it also can be just as such a hollow gesture and Mm. i think danny kind of knows i'm sorry good danny knows it when
1: she's handing it to him that this but well what can she do right um here's the interesting thing i think she's the she's the co on this mission
0: I think well so like wasn't it the case that Ed's kind of the commander because they he's working for Helios yeah but but NASA was stranded like Russia's got Russia got the ship blown up Mm -hmm. NASA stranded there without Helios I think effectively Helios personnel are in command so I I think
1: this is right that that seems bonkers to me because they are not here they are not the authority of the land I would not think that there that they would be the authority of the land but it's mars i don't know and whose facilities Uh,
0: are you know it seems like it's like but uh, uh, yeah it's um i I did wonder why that's the only way like why keeping danny a bad danny ineffective
1: that's the thing it's she's making the choice that uh, appeases ed is probably too strong a way to say it but Mm. she's making the choice that she thinks is right given the things that have happened here. And it's the choice that Ed would make in this scenario. And I think when you contrast that with what's happening now in Happy Valley, she's making the choices that Ed wouldn't make but are probably still the right choices. The way that they react to those are night and day. Okay. I kind of like the juxtaposition of it. Yeah. Yeah. I just wondered
0: like why you can't bring the capsule back like if you're worried about like Close what to. him waking up in the middle of the night and murdering you all like then why don't you yeah, why does he have to be in isolation like that? Because that's i mean I'm pretty sure that's a huge that's literally like um you know like like holding people in solitary confinement is literally a human rights violation. I know you do it sometimes to protect people, and I know we do it here in the con- in this country just cause but like I think internationally it is recognized as. A human rights violation and uh
1: yeah it just seems it seems rough oh it is yeah i i i don't necessarily feel a lot of sympathy for bad danny here but yeah definitely the a, situation he's been put in is a bad situation he's in a bad spot
0: both literally and metaphorically like you don't want to commit crimes and have a mental breakdown on mars where people can get killed but like yeah like this guy's mentally ill He's off his, me- he's, he's, he's recovering addiction and he's off his medication and he is completely alone in a godforsaken inhospitable, you know, huffing <laughs> North Korean
1: farts, smelling North he's, Korean rotting food. Like it's, it's bad. Do you think he got the news about Karen's death? The gym, his own brother Had was to specifically have. involved in that. <laughs> Had to have. Cause that's another layer that I didn't even think about. Although I guess they could, they could just keep it from him danielle knows about it danielle's the only one who would keep it from him i think so she can't and she can't say no don't tell him well why not uh i i don't know he just doesn't need to know
0: the other thing is like you gotta think his wife knows right um about like all the shit he's been up to at mars because like you know, i noticed when he's looking at his wife and kids like that's got a way too it's like what do you got to look forward to oh
1: yeah you come back you're like
0: a pariah on mars like maybe your wife will try to understand when you get back and like you can try to rebuild something but i
1: don't know yeah he's got a kid i i don't know i think and we, there's, other, there's, there's for, another there's another yeah. shoe
0: to drop to in later scenes i want to talk about but
1: yeah all right uh kelly tells alex that she's going to mars he gets sad and angry and runs to his grandmother uh she gets a very judgy look from babushka it's rough what if you decide to stay forever like poppy did oh Oh, devastating
0: how how could you ever talk tell a seven-year-old otherwise because like that's his like mars the place my the people that i love go and they never come back from because yep. it must be so much, must be awesome, more awesome than I am. mm mm-hmm. uh, And it's, it was, it was rough. I don't, I, I don't got the, cur- I like I said, in, in the grand scheme of things, for all mankind versus my son, I don't got the courage, I guess, to do the brave thing for all mankind. Because I just, yeah, I could never. I could fucking never.
1: Yeah, she comes up with a better solution than yeah. giving up her dreams or leaving her family. So, yeah. Yeah. Good for her. Uh, all right. Brant, the government relations guy, introduces himself to Alita and asks if she's ready to get started contacting senators. Uh, she hasn't looked at the dossiers yet. That's going to be kind of important guy, pretty soon.
0: From government late relations, look like they took in a lab all the douchiest parts from Thomas Middleditch and Will Arnett and put them into one human being. Yep. Yep. Uh, <laughs> I think they cast him just so the lady
1: could look him up and down and be like, oh, fuck. You know, this guy. Uh-huh. I can handle sitters I can handle the M7, but this guy, oh, Jesus. Do you think she's going to rise to the occasion? I do. Because it's... I do. That seems to be her pattern. Um, I think this will be a new moment of growth for her, and she'll have some growing pains, but yeah, I do. Have, ultimately, she think better she start will.
0: cracking the books, though, because it seems like she's going to go into this ill-prepared but uh, mm. and it's not in her wheelhouse. Like that's I I we kind of fucked Dev for putting her in his position. Yeah, you know if she wants a project manager, a life on Mars thing. You're making her negotiate with heads of state about how to divvy up the asteroid pie.
1: What? Yeah, it's well he's alienated everyone else, right? Who he does? I as far as I can tell, he doesn't have a board of directors anymore. He doesn't have a second uh, fiddle in. Yeah. His company, he's just running it himself at this point. Yeah, Dev is a upper right now, management. for sure. Yeah. So there is no one to step in. Uh, I don't know. I, I have a lot of faith in Aleda. I think she does experience a lot of problems as she adapts to new situations, but also she grows into those roles. And it's a struggle, but it works out. We'll see. Mm-hmm. Alright, Miles gets a message from his wife showing off their new house that his smuggling money has bought, and she implies that they might be living together again when he gets back. But they'll talk about it later.
0: We'll see if Samantha has anything to say about this. I, I don't I don't know what
1: I'm supposed to feel over this <sighs> yeah. Miles stuff. Like, Same here. When he's looking over when she's talking to the Italian guy, I'm like, this is fucked up, dude. You feel feeling some sense of ownership because why? Yeah there's definitely a spark there now you got
0: this stuff and but you they not have thing...
1: much in this episode so I was grateful oh. for that
0: and the other it's like yeah you know, I kept on hearing like Gus Fring's voice in the back of my mind what is what does a man do Miles a man provides like mm-hmm. it's like is their relationship better for any reason other than you know oh, man man provide like man 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 got slightly bigger cave cave free from father-in-law yeah man I was like it, that's weird Is their is their relationship real, or is he just a goofball that they that you know that they got married young and it's kind of a loser and the scales fell from his wife's eyes and I I don't know I don't know how to invest in this especially when he's making eyes at Samantha I don't think
1: you should is the thing that's bad I should because Miles looks like he's headed off a cliff in in my opinion he Um, already
0: fell off one. I just sat Literally. at the bottom waiting to die. <laughs> yeah, like to Sam see. had to save his ass. Like what? What are these women seeing in this guy? Yeah. I guess he's got he's got motivation. He's got ambition.
1: Unless they're telling a conversion story here of ideology, where he goes over to Sam's side for some reason, I think his story oh, is the one reason. of greed uh, and one of icarus you know flying too close to the sun right he's exporting these rocks under the nose of the guy who exports shit and like or imports shit and now he's just gonna get caught up in it and then it's gonna come to light and then he's screwed Uh, i don't i don't think this has a happy ending and who knows like
0: i've i've been cold on some new characters before i didn't know what to make a dev and you know look what they've done to him with this second season so maybe they will turn things around with sam or miles but Right it's, now, it's I'm the way a they introduce time.
1: Miles that makes me think they're not going to, because he is that guy who gets sucked into an opportunity that he doesn't understand and yeah. gets too invested in it, and then gets fucked over by it. So, yeah, because I, I mean, even don't. even
0: getting this invite, this job, he overestimated his education, lied about his resume. Uh, like he's always kind of been, you know, running a little bit ahead of himself.
1: Absolutely, and I assume it's all going to come crashing down. Uh, Sam returns to quarters and tells Miles that she got her job on the Ranger crew, and that's what she wanted. But she's disturbed by how powerless she feels in this position, uh, or in this operation. And Miles invites her in on the Red Obsidian operation, but she wants to go to the Ranger.
0: Yeah, I don't. This whole scene, man, I don't know. Like she comes like this this line where she's like, "You know, I see all of us running. We're all happy, like we won the lottery." And but we're the real powerless ones up here. And he's like, well, see, that's what I'm saying. You should just start selling rocks like me. I'm like, "Ah, I (sighs) just.
1: Yeah, you should buy into the system more thoroughly and then you have a chance of becoming the person with the power over the powerless is essentially what he's saying, right? (laughs) Abandon all your, your ideals and come work on being the powerful within this broken system. Yeah, I mean this is like the
0: like Italian mafia line, you know, like uh stop bowing and scraping before the big shots and just be a big shot yourself. Like stop stop working within the system, make your own system. Sure. Uh that's the that's the that's the only thing you can trust in. Uh like I said, I I, 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 I see and broadly agree with the points you're trying to make here. I just think they're articulated in a way that um is is not the most compelling
1: well maybe we should talk about the next scene that i know you're going to like a whole lot more where Ilya is stocking his latest product and he finds it wrapped up in an ad for mars jewelry which makes him realize i or at least suspect very strongly that miles is smuggling behind his back
0: I, i i really try hard to think about whether something's truly dumb or whether i'm just a little over a storyline and i like my suspension of disbelief is already broken but like when he unwraps that bottle and it's a full page ad for martian rocks like what are the fucking odds such coincidence but you know this is all like you know miles probably lives in the town that's adjacent to the rocket industry and obviously that town is probably is where his wife lives where the jewelers at and the hometown ah, but yeah I, it's it's one of the dumber ways to find out Ilya is being betrayed quote-unquote by miles I thought but yeah
1: I, I think a better way to do this is to find evidence of a secondary smuggling operation going on and then him having yeah. to wonder is this part of the thing that miles brought my attention to earlier yeah, I thought he would be like maybe doing a like like someone had a
0: last minute order. So he's going to do like one last minute piece of packing in the cargo bay and he finds a cache of rocks he didn't know about or he was sure. going to unwrap and he's there's going to be an envelope of cash that was hidden in something that Miles is supposed to stock or, or but even like, like the
1: weights off after he takes his own stuff out. Right. And he some, yeah. something's unexpected about this package. Yeah, not. But this is literally a like a picture of. Like, like it's almost like a
0: post-it note has on the leg. Oh, yeah, by the way, Miles is selling moon rocks. Ah. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I, I'm with you. Not my favorite. It wasn't a deal breaker, but uh, yeah, we'll we'll revisit that here in a bit. Uh, So let's go to Dev in scenes that I think are better here. He drives out to a Kenyan community center to say goodbye to his mother for good because he's staying on Mars. He's never coming back. He's old man editing it. Uh, is a complicated and emotional goodbye for Dev, and he does not part on good terms with his mother. Which I don't know, I don't like to see that, even yeah. for a guy that I don't necessarily love, like Dev.
0: And I don't have enough information to really judge the dynamics here. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not like, you know, like I, I agree with a lot of his mom's what his mom's saying, but I'm also like, I see. I, I had this conversation with my dad like four years ago. We were talking politics and things were getting heated. I stepped. I was like, so you're just telling me you raised me wrong because you raised me to like, you know, not tell a bunch of lies and to work hard and to like, you know, have some a- 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 integrity and honor. But apparently I am supposed to know that you can just ditch that when the times get tough or like. That that you know, it's like why why did you raise me to believe these things if it's not how the world actually worked you it and I yeah the the idea that like you're, you're you know you raised me to like 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 to be in the world that you wanna be in but you didn't equip me for the world I'm actually in hmm. this harambe stuff I tried harambe but like we also know enough about Dev that did you really try harambe or did you try harambe filtered through your own Ambitions like it's all everybody mm-hmm. together and unified. If you're pulling on the rope, I want you to pull on. That's I, yeah. I, I don't know which I think that's fascinating because there is a reality in which this mom has tried to sabotage, you know, left dad high and dry for selfish reasons and you know, put it on a, a young kid to abandon, like, yo, yeah, abandon your father, come with me. Um, or it could be that she tried to escape from a complete megalomaniacal psycho and you know the the the, the mm. dev's caught in his father's cult of personality um i i don't know but like i said it's it's really fascinating to see dev himself try to like struggle
1: through um these these answers what what's your take on it i'm curious um so i lean more toward his mother's side here because i've seen who dev is and dev strikes me like i said earlier is that that guy with extreme ambition and i think he gets that from his father he clearly doesn't get that from his mother right his mother is not uh some high power uh you know business executive or something she seems like she's a high up in the community center and you know like which can easily be explained by her harambe uh mentality right like it doesn't it, I, I don't ascribe that to ambition um, Yeah. but at least because that's not how we typically define success in our society I don't know you look at it through a different lens and maybe that is ambition but to me Dev got that from his father and I've and seen I, evidence I've... of Dev's ambition all over the place it's undeniable yeah, 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 for sure for sure and it's toxic in a lot of ways and I, so when his mother labels it as such I think I agree with her
0: yeah, and I just tend to like. I see a Kenyan community center where people are working together, to do fundraising, and you know, there's just people there forming a community. I tend to think of that as good, you know. Uh huh. Yeah. And uh just trying to the, the pilfer the cosmos for money is as bad. But I those those family dynamics can be complex, and there's something about his mom being very pushy and judgy about her view of the world onto him that made me think that like you know maybe she's right but she did she went about trying to press these values on dev in the wrong way
1: Mm -hmm. or something that could
0: certainly be the case yeah Uh, and I I do think that like yeah you can make a mistake by trying to raise your kids too idealistic and then they get kicked into the teeth by the world and like you gotta you gotta do you gotta do a, a a job about trying to, like I said, raise them to be in the world that you want to live in, but also prepare them for how the real world's gonna be, mm-hmm. you know um but yeah I, it's, it, was, it, it is a great scene and it felt unsatisfying because neither of these people are getting what they want, you know
1: and then it all comes back around with the Kelly stuff in mm-hmm. a later scene and I think, yeah, it worked really well for me hmm yeah, these things built beautifully on each other so Hobson tries to smooth things over With Arena after the president's Comments she suggests that they negotiate A new agreement over the asteroid hall splits She wants to host an M7 Meeting in Russia to do so And he agrees to talk to the president About it reluctantly Al Gore refuses
0: to apologize to the Russians Apparently Because the uh, yeah. The summit is being held in Russia
1: mm-hmm.
0: Uh which you know that's complicated in you know doing formal apologies and whatnot and and break you know playing playing the statesmanship game is is complex but uh
1: yep i don't know he's got an election to win he can't be seen apologizing to russians to admitting to mistakes plus you yeah uh, you also you
0: you you know that's um this this whole nash equilibrium and and uh and negotiation, like uh, it's it's not just individual games. Like you know, if you if you if you cave in on this round, that sets expectations and you know, poor boundaries and whatnot. It's yeah, I'm I'm honestly glad that none of this is by responsibility. This seems like incredibly stressful. Yeah, agreed. <laughs> I wouldn't want to do it.
1: uh But I'm glad there and are his people face there who when do she, want to do
0: it. But she says I need an act of contrition to get my guy back to the table, like Marv's face is priceless.
1: Yeah. All right, dinner time at the latest house. Brant calls her to tell her about the M7 summit, which is happening in Russia. And since Dev is gone, she needs to pack her bags to be Helios's representation there. Uh, Yeah. This, this is interesting. You've got a conference that's happening in the Soviet Union You've got a former America a former NASA director that's happening in the Soviet Union, and you've got her acolyte coming to the Soviet Union. And what are the odds of meeting of a later being reunited with Margot here? The quote unquote oh, dead Margot.
0: Sure like if the bullfriend <laughs> brings Margot to She'd this conference. Be
1: insane, yeah.
0: In store, extraordinarily insane. But that's now, the scenario they're setting up. Totally right. Maybe the scenario is Margot watching from home and she sees Alaya there at the summit, and that moves the ball. Because like, but honestly, I don't have any faith that Margot's not going to be at that conference, even though that's
1: the stupidest thing. And like any, in like a, like she might be testifying on television in front of a live American audience. I don't know. Yeah, with this show sometimes, but.
0: That's what I'm saying. Like, I, yeah. I, this, this Ilya Miles Lee situation is so bonkers that I, I can't rule it out. And that scares me a bit. Mm-hmm. Cause yeah, like, the, the, the bullfinch is a non serious person if she brings Margot to this international conference with, with, with US officials. Like, Margot didn't die 100 years ago, quote unquote. She died, like, yeah, not even eight 10 years ago. Yeah. Yeah. And you're going to have that, it, maybe, it, no.
1: Yeah. There's no, there's no fucking way. I wouldn't think so. Uh, maybe they'll end up at the same bakery. I don't know. It'll just be a happenstance (laughs) that she walks down the street to the newsstand or whatever. Yeah, yeah. But I mean,
0: I I think they could make it. They could have that be more an accidental disclosure,
1: uh like just like
0: a unfortunate circumstance. She
1: figures out, oh, this is Margot's work or something, right?
0: There's that, or like there's a wrong place, wrong time, or Mm -hmm. like uh, a last minute schedule change, or a hotel switch, or. I mean, I can think of a lot of ways that you could do that, but I really hope it's just not they're all going at the conference table and they look across the table and like, oh my God. Yeah. Fancy meeting you here, you know.
1: uh... (laughs) Right. We'll see. We'll see. But that's the first thing I thought. I'm like, oh, they're both going to be in the same country. Maybe they'll meet up. Uh, Kelly says goodnight to Alex. She's broken up about leaving him. She watches some of her old, uh, her mother's old video messages. And and i love how they play this because you think these messages are about her going on a space mission you know following her dreams things like that but it turns out no karen is telling her she's going to be amazing at being a mother and boy in this time and place right now i don't know whether she needs this encouragement or whether this is twisting the knife but it seems to inspire her uh to figure out a solution
0: yeah, I, it got pretty misty uh, watching the scene, yeah, dude. and uh, what a gift that is too. That like you know that they've had all this telecommunication over the course of months and years, and you've got something that you know like 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 what a what a shot in the arm to have your mom from beyond the grave tell you how much she believes in you and how strong you are and how you could do anything, but also reminding you of how important your son is and 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 family and things it's phew, mm-hmm. a real gift a real gift to have something like that yeah for sure and it uh, makes perfect sense that kelly would like uh, as soon as she gets home find her you know just save everything that she's got from her mom you know
1: oh yeah absolutely uh yep definitely got misty the eye during that scene it's a great one uh danielle observes ed trying to see if his hand is shaking and then she watches, also watches a video message from her husband requesting her speech for his his son, her stepson's marriage. Um, she records a response, but falters in the middle and stops recording. Why do you think she faltered? Uh, it, she's she's thinking about Ed. She's thinking about Danny. She's thinking about it, it. Was specifically when she mentioned partnerships. I noticed that she fell apart, and seeing her partnership with Ed fall apart in this episode i think it's just too much for her in the moment yeah i've
0: I've seen the relationship of like a, a co and an xo be of like you know the ship's dad versus the ship's mom and like you know the, that that partnership and that the way you got to trust and support each other and have a unified front and, and 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 also the fact that like look at all that i've sacrificed and then look at what Ed has been running from the same things. And, like, I'm here. Like, I, 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 I think yeah. this is such a great constructed scene. Good point. Um, to like really contra- contrast, uh, put in high relief the differences
1: between Danielle and, and Ed. Um, and throwing into high contrast here what the decision that Kelly's trying to make in the yeah. moment, right? Having her actively struggling with, am I going to put myself on one of those paths? yeah the
0: the way this episode really hits all those and and keeps all those balls up in the air and each one makes the next one you know hit that much harder is Mm -hmm. i I, I really enjoyed it
1: yeah they bring it to a big crescendo here which i love uh and (laughs) we'll get to the head of it here in a second we'll be back right after this spacewalk
0: strap in we're diving into more for all mankind
1: uh we get some more dreams where uh, Danielle's dreaming of the malnourished crew being extremely weak she's packing up dan bad danny's last meal to take to him and ed volunteers to go out there with her and when they get to danny's capsule they find his corpse sitting outside in a spacesuit
0: i was hoping for the north korean pistol i was hoping for like i said op- opening the sunroof i was whelmed mm. by him just sitting there dead in a spacesuit. suit now go- and that's the other thing these goofy ass spacesuits, man uh it, it, <laughs> a little bit of the dramas bled from seeing ed's head wobbling in this giant blue suit god yeah, damn it chub
1: chub suits i don't know man <laughs> uh i agree and they weren't ever going to get a huge reaction from me uh, in this scene because I don't really care about Danny very much
0: are we supposed to understand that they were going to let Danny starve it's like well we're out of food for the convict so or was it just kind of like we're all starved because like that's the next thing is like how far was supply away you know, are we like, uh, is this like the Martian? Like, OK, well, the supply ship's coming back in four weeks. so We just, you know, one last push yeah. of starvation and we'll, we'll all be fine. Or are we supposed to understand that, like, was this a little bit heroic that Danny, D- the bad Danny could see the writing on the wall and like, I run out of food and Man, I'm depressed and I don't want to do this to anymore. And. Yeah, that that'd be the worst. That'd be the most selfish way to heroically <laughs> right. kill yourself. Like, okay, I'm gonna wait till we get down to one last can of sardines, and like, all right, I, I, I see where this guys. is going. It's guys. just not
1: responsible of me. Yeah, you know?
0: this this last can of, <laughs> I don't know, but I was trying to think. Like, maybe is that what they're going for?
1: It, no, I think it just it became too much for Danny. The 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 shame of it, the shame and he started, of all. Of it. Like I said, not, he's not got just Al- what he did there, but what he did with Karen, all of it
0: you look at happy valley it looks like a a depression fort like people can barely stand up like Lee's staggering around the doctors giving people like fucking fluids to keep them on their feet Danny's going through all this plus everything else on top so Mm -hmm. like he's starving and in a glass case of emotions um, Uh and responsible for the deaths of many glass titanium and yeah yeah yeah
1: (laughs) yeah, I I don't know. I I didn't feel like super emotional in this scene, but I, the thing I was thinking about is how can Danielle not blame Ed for this? I mean, she <sighs> didn't Dad want not blame him out himself here for this. How can yeah, Ed not blame he, himself? Ed right? fought
0: I, for this to happen, and Danny's prophecy came true, and they both look gutted. They both look gutted and, and and haunted by it. But like, you, I'm really coming to the conclusion: that Ed has just not processed this. Ed is just blamed. You know, like like shoved aside the blame and yeah. throwing himself into the work and if he ever stopped being the hard charging dude he might have to think about this for a minute and then
1: then what's going to happen sure sure and we've seen a lot of ed's career but is this the first time he's made a decision like this that he would have to question mm. you know if i mean for pushing gordo back into the program there's another absolutely yeah i mean i
0: yeah. worked out kind of you know all, all yeah. right in the end it did uh,
1: but, but then it sent, you know, Jimmy and Danny down this other path. So True. like, There's some fallout from those decisions. And yeah, I True. think you're right. Ed's just trying to avoid. He's trying to keep himself cognitively distracted, I guess, to avoid yeah. dealing with the consequences of his actions. All right. Kelly goes to Dev to tell him that she wants to bring her son with her to Mars. Given Dev's complicated past with his family, he welcomes it in this scene which i man it's one it's really weird to me how kelly delivers this speech because to me it comes across as a not a pre-written speech but a premeditated speech a speech of like okay i'm going into dev's office i'm gonna say this this Mm -hmm. this and this and i think that's a fool's errand with a guy like dev because you get to the first this and dev goes Nope, I've got this other plan for you. Here's what we're going to do. And he just totally derails your entire prepared speech. Mm -hmm. But in this scenario, because he is so distracted by his own personal issues here, it works. She got real lucky with this speech. And he's genuinely, I thought it was pretty affecting. He's
0: genuinely moved by this mother's love for her son. And like trying to Mm -hmm. find a way that she can do the stuff for all mankind and also do the stuff for her son.
1: Well, this is what he wanted from his mom, right? Like I Mm -hmm. you look at what he said to her, like you left us because you didn't want to deal with the ambition. Um, This is Kelly doing the exact opposite bringing yeah. her son along you know and
0: that's that's the thing that I don't that, that bothers me about Dev's mom is like okay please come why, why did you make the children choose between the father like what what circumstances led you to that the, the kids felt like they had to make that choice like you don't want to be with the father fine but like what the fuck um Mm-hmm. The, the fact that she is you know not putting her son in that position and trying to move now I do think that the writers did some heavy lifting by making the son have a medical condition that can magically be improved by Mars and yeah and then totally. you know what uh, developing in microgravity the stresses of the launch uh, and the child like there, it, it could be that that space adventure is the cause of the genetic problems or not the genetic the the, the congenital problems that the kid had you know who knows hey, Alex is
1: just going home This isn't this isn't some dangerous. He's just going home,
0: man. Yeah. Um. But I, I, yeah, I I do. (laughs) Yeah, he's he was the first Martian. Uh, I, I do, I I do think it'd be interesting if she was just like, what if she was just risking her son's life and taking him away, where he's not going to have any kids his own age to play with, and. But but they they definitely they definitely did a lot of heavy lifting with with or they're making a more interesting. Dramatic choice by by having him have a condition that could be improved by Mars.
1: Yeah, um, sure.
0: I do wonder if this is going to be a big lower decks kerfluffle, though. Oh, we had to live. No, we couldn't now bring we our kids along, but I guess the important oh. people can. Yeah, like uh, you know, the important people can can bring their kids because you know they're important, not us, not us. Yeah, good point. Extra mouths to feed, extra. Yeah, it's like I, I and, and and honestly, they're hundred percent right. Uh huh. Because Miles standard. couldn't bring. Miles couldn't bring his girls and his wife up here. No way.
1: Not a chance. But Kelly, she's important. Uh-huh. Huge double standard. Yep. Looking forward to more attention up there on Happy Valley. <laughs> That's what we need. Yeah. Uh all right. Let's go over to Ilya. Trying to confirm his suspicions about Miles' Mars Rock smuggling operation. Um and then he he pretty much confirms it. Uh, well, at least Miles is not paying much attention to the money, so he thinks he probably has got something else going on, so they share a toast to success. I, Sue, so, okay, I'm an idiot. I thought that, I, I'm actually thinking
0: that, uh, Ilya poisoned him.
1: It, no, I, it was definitely a thought in my mind when I was watching it, like, hmm, is he killing Miles here? It, it seems this like is a, a
0: wild stretch to be like, oh, he doesn't care about the money? Even though we've been working together, like, hand in glove for six months now, he must be, he's too comfortable with that
1: Martian smuggling. You know, I I don't know. Well, so him saying, aren't you going to count it? And he's like, no, I trust you. That's To me, that says he has previously been counting it, and he has stopped counting it. Mm. Which, is that because the trust has grown, or is that because he has the Mars rock operation?
0: I think you're right. Because I was also like, why would he poison him and then, like, Send him off, and you know what's gonna you know like or is it gonna be like that uh the Putin special where you slowly yeah. poison him with polonium and you know not too
1: slowly though, where he builds up a, re- a, <laughs> a resistance to it, and then you can't poison him with it he he gets a superpower, <laughs> yeah I mean jokes on Ilya he's been poisoning him the entire time just with booze, that's true, yeah, that's true that's tough he's pretty strong mm-hmm. uh I do kind of like this ploy, though. It It played out pretty well, in my mind. Uh, him just, you know... Because the way he nonchalantly... I thought it was bonkers. The way he just, like, pulled off half the stack from the table and handed it to him, like, that's his payment. I mean, it can't be precise. Unless he's some, I don't know, magician doing card tricks here and he knows exactly how to cut a deck in half every mm-hmm. time perfectly, but... I don't know. It seemed crazy, and then I realized, oh, no, this is a test to see if he cares at makes all a lot about this of money. Yeah, I think you nailed it. All right, let's go over to Danielle in this final scene confronting Ed about concealing his medical condition. Wow. Oh, wow. Does he get personal? Um, and then Danielle does the same. She just unloads on him, removes him from command with no regrets. Yeah, that those, those double fuck yous,
0: Ooh, a long yeah. time coming and honestly i stood like stood up and clapped uh because <laughs> uh-huh. they were this was a heavyweight fight and they were not leaving
1: any powder in the can just i you almost know. thought it would get physical i i was like god I, I, if I, he put it was hands so emotionally violent i was scared i was terrified
0: and he's old enough i think danielle could take him <laughs>
1: yeah. No, I, I <laughs> One wouldn't One third gravity?
0: It's the great equalizer, babe. No, I, I... Yeah, I did too, and I was, like, thinking, like, if Ed puts hands on... I'm going to enlist on Mars just so I can go up and kick his ass. Like, I'm <laughs> yeah, taking the next boat
1: out there. Unforgivable. Uh, Jesus. He doesn't. He shows some restraint here, but, man, this is a knockdown drag out emotionally.
0: Especially since Ed's... He's just, like, reaching for, like, it was like, oh, so you can be on... Danny's like, God, fuck no. I... I want to be back toasting my son's wedding, you asshole. I don't care about first on this, first on that. Who gives a shit? Like, mm-hmm. I just want what's best for this mission so I can go to fuck home. And then him being like, and, and, and uh, you know, it's like, and then it's, it's the things he said is wild. Like, oh, you wanted to go off to be with your family? I must make you the real runner. And. You know, I just and the act of in Ed's arrogance, thinking that clipping his wings is the worst that she can do as base commander, or that's the worst that she would, and it, she hasn't really had the balls to do that, right? Or the ovaries, the gonads, whatever. Uh oh, she
1: does totally.
0: Oh yeah, no, that's a thing. Like, do not, do not mistake Danielle Poole as not having the stuff, man. A no. steely-eyed missile person as I've ever seen, as I've, I've said before. Uh, and man, when she said, I've been putting up with your shit for 30 (laughs) years, watching you make wrong decision after wrong decision, frequently being the person saying, Ed, you're making a wrong emotional decision, thinking you're God's gift to the cosmos when you're really just a pathetic old man that doesn't know when to call Mm today.'" Ah, yeah. And like every weapon that
1: Ed went to reach for was just unloaded, blunt. Yeah, because Danielle's in the right of it i mean this is all coming from ed's own feelings of inadequacy ed's feelings of shame for the decisions he's made i mean all of this stuff that he is trying to distract himself from it's not working he's not actually distracting Mm -hmm. he might mentally be distracting himself but emotionally it's all coming out every single second that he's on screen and it's kind of gross
0: yeah and then man that line where he's like don't do anything you're going to regret and she's like levels her shoulders looks at him and says you know ed i've got a r- lot of regrets in my life this ain't going to be one of them mm-hmm. <laughs> oh man and the thing is is i okay so i said that is it possible that ed is going to try to use his connections his nasa connections his helios connections the fact that he's widely seen as a hero is he going to try to make trouble for danielle Part of me says yeah, because he's Ed Baldwin, and that's just what he's going to do. But man, you look at when when Danielle leaves the room and how he kind of like reels and stat like kind of not not a complete breakdown, but noticeably slumps and like leans against that bike for support. Like I said, he his his worst nature might prevail, but I
1: think he knows she's right. Uh, I mean, at the very least, anybody who supports him would have to. Have to have him medically examined to see whether or not they should support him, and immediately, his story just falls on its face if his hand shakes during a doctor's examination. Right? I mean, what if he shows no up with that, eyes and is... this is the crux of it? So he's done. Yeah. He's done. What if, he sh- what if he shows up,
0: uh eyes red as the devil's prick, right hand steady as the uh-huh. du- rock of Gibraltar? Yeah, yeah. You know, like that's. Uh-huh. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, his yes. hands fine. He smokes a lot of weed, but his hands totally fine. <laughs> yeah, he's got to wait <laughs>
0: to eight hours before he goes into space, and then his hands are shaking. But yeah, he's he's no, I I think he's because that's the thing. Like that, he's he's talking this whole, you know, uh, it's he's he's acting like oh you're you're making this bullshit accusation, and the the yeah the the, the ultimate retort is I like, will then go get checked out by a medical. Yeah, they clear you. I, you know what, Ed, if they clear you, there's no other hand I'd rather have on that stick.
1: Right. But, but he knows it's, yeah. Yeah, cause he, yeah. And he knows it. And that's the thing. It's, this is, this is, like I said, shame. It's, you know, personal agony that he's not going to get to do the thing he loves anymore because he's too fucking old. And he's telling on
0: himself because I think by accusing Danielle of making this to be political, like she's just doing this to take him out of the, when he knows it's not true. Yeah he he's That's telling something. that gross. this is what he would do like if 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 the 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 shoe yeah. was on the other foot uh well yeah it, it it kills me because like i said ed top three character in the show uh he's done a lot of crazy shit but also he is the guy that you know like i i'll never forget how i felt last season when i really thought they stacked ed onto the surface of mars and he walked away from that and i'm like god I damn know. ed baldwin did it again
1: but this is it, man. I think this is his Waterloo, right? This is the moment yeah, that his career is, finally comes to an end. There's no way around it. Um, he's going to have to
0: spend the rest of his time on Elba because uh, Danielle's not taking him back to to continental Europe, that's
1: for sure. <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah. Uh, only question I have coming out of this yeah. is how long, how many years will it take for them to find Ed on deck level four? <laughs> When he's hidden yeah. out, refusing to go home, uh-huh. he's, yeah, he's living in there like, I don't, like a morlock or some shit. I don't know. They're gonna have <laughs> and, to send
0: Corporal. They're gonna have to send Corporal Hicks with the with a team full of Colonial <laughs> Marines with motion
1: trackers. Boing,
0: uh-huh. boing. He's, he, the bald one's in. He's in the walls. He's in the walls. Yeah, he's.
1: he's and his he's blood never come might literally there. be acid by then. I don't know, but yeah, <laughs> he keeps on choking on this much bile. That's where he's headed. Hmm. so I, does ed does ed redeem himself before the end of the season that's my my actual real only question yeah is, and does he, he redeem himself through ending? his
0: death or does he find does he go back hand in hand with kelly well i don't think kelly's leaving mars
1: she doesn't have a if reason her s- to immediately medical
0: condition can be improved on mars then um, why would yeah. you leave so maybe does ed just retire on mars and be, be, is, is just poppy for the rest of us because that's that's a way you could redeem himself. Possibly. But I do feel like Ed's going to do it with one last heroic sacrifice.
1: Man, that feels so Tracy and Gordo to me, though. Like I, yeah. And do not. feel like he doesn't
0: got it. He doesn't got it no more. That's the other thing. Like he's not trained Gordo had been running. You know, he, he'd been running a lot. Yeah. He had been training for that last he year. Had Ed had been, been doing half drowning himself in the pool. Yeah. Ed was doing steroid cycles last year. Ed Ed's he's on the devil's lettuce. He's he's going yeah. homeopathic <laughs> on this shit. I yeah, I I, I hope we'll he see, finds man. another way to redeem himself because yeah, last minute heroics, I'm not even sure if I'd buy it at this point.
1: Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. But I'm excited to see what happens, honestly. Ed, you got one last chance. You can't do it through the space program, but maybe with your family, you could have some redemption.
0: Well, we got feedback. You interested in uh, doing some feedback? Yeah, let's do it. All right. Uh, F-A-M stands for For All Mankind. Fam at BaldMove.com is how you give us feedback. Uh, real quick, before we get to feedback, want to tell people how they can keep up with us. Uh, all of our social media is at BaldMove, except for TikTok, at BaldestMove there. If you want to find out what else we're doing, we're doing Fargo. The New Year's going to be having uh, True Detective. We're in the midst of our Christmas celebrations for our club members uh, which, by the way, if you want in on that, if you want some more Christmas in your life, we got if you think of a classic Christmas movie, 90 percent sure we've already covered it. Uh, it's exclusive. All of our Christmas content exclusive to club members support.baldmove.com is how you get more bald move in your life. Uh, add free feeds, et cetera. And uh, I think that's it. We're ready to cover feedback. Uh, FAM at baldmove.com. First up is Al Chalant, who says this whole thing with Danny is getting weird, how they don't even want to speak to the words of what happened to him. Was he the first Martian suicide? I was talking a couple episodes ago, how they were stranded and waiting on resupply after season three. Maybe they stopped sending food and water to the Korean capsule. Danny was exiled too, and he starved. Jim, does Al Chalant, after the revelations of this week, does he get partial internet points? He got the suicide. Mm. Seemed like he might even be onto something with starvation, but...
1: Yeah, if we saw a shot of uneaten meals in his capsule, sure, I'd call that starvation. But to me, he asphyxiated.
0: Yeah, Danny, bad Danny, disappointed us one last time by not doing something <laughs> spectacular. You know, he just sat uh-huh. out and died, like they, miles. Died. Didn't take his helmet off. Didn't didn't swallow a North Korean bullet. No, just chumps. Just, both of them. Just, just, just died of Martian exposure uh charlie's up next uh with with another uh partial maybe internet prediction thought they hinted this at this
1: episode he, he didn't even die of martian ex- he had died of exposure to danny right <laughs> like he's breathing out all of this carbon dioxide and rebreathing it back in he died of exposure to himself
0: true true he died at earth atmosphere <laughs> contaminated by danny uh-huh which you know kind of poetic <laughs> Uh, Charlie says I thought they hinted at this uh, in this episode uh, the first episode of Danny's daughter's birthday party I remember good Danny's husband died from suicide her previous husband the Marine I thought Danny's conversation with Danny's wife saying birthdays are the toughest implied a shared experience seems like they're implying both the experience the loved one dying by suicide just my two cents but I want to let you see what you guys thought you're um, right You know, in retrospect, like birthdays are the toughest could be like, I think you could say that after any death, you know, of a family member that, you know, you're trying to celebrate birthdays, things that they, you know, Christmases, holidays, um, that stuff can be kind of rough, but, uh, yeah, it seems like she was, was, that was another soft hint that uh, Danny went out by suicide. So, Mm -hmm. uh, partial internet points for Al, Chalant, and Charlie here. Uh, mr x from colorado has an opinion on lee's wife he says my speculative theory is that lee doesn't actually want his wife or the ashes smuggled up to mars but instead wants to get her out of north korea once she's safe uh has plans to defect to the united states to get off mars to join her oh if only oh if only mr x because i think i could just believe someone could be smuggled out of north korea i know it happened before sure uh, Mr. X says, actually, um, not much in show evidence of this yet, but certainly defections in North Korea are a common occurrence in our lifetime. And if for all mankind, timeline relations are a bit more open due to the space program. But still seems like a pretty shitty place to live based on how North Korean compound is being run in Happy Valley. I wonder if this is a way for them to square this circle where they'll meet in the middle. Like Miles will somehow get her out of North Korea. Lee will somehow pursue a diplomatic solution to get him to defect to the United States and he gets reunited with his wife that way.
1: I could see it, especially with Danielle being up there um, and the commander. She right. might pull for him having, you know, experience gone through starvation mode with him and all that harrowing stuff. Trade Ed to North Korea for the, <laughs> Straight up
0: uh-huh. uh, But it's funny I think that's now the best case scenario Because anything else seems yes. like it's going to be Way more stupid uh nicole's up she says ah this week you talked about how ed was pleading with danielle not to ship off svet alana because of his personal feelings for her While i agree he does have feelings for her i think he might be more worried about losing his her steady hand and not in a creepy way <laughs> her stick hand <laughs> he he has been uh, nicole said it not me he has been relying on her to keep his secret and man or woman, as it were, the controls. With her leaving, he'll either have to come clean with Danny or risk causing another accident. Mm. You know, the ship has sailed on this metaphorically and, and literally, but I think Nicole might be onto something that, yeah, he was attracted to Svetlana and, you know, there's some spark there, but maybe subconsciously or consciously he was trying to keep her a little closer to the inner circle give her a little bit more reason to look the other
1: way yeah they didn't tell that story but i could absolutely see that being a motivation like having your co-pilot in on like knowing that at any moment he might need to hand this off to me and i might need to take over but i am keeping his secret that's valuable to him i would think
0: yeah, and he could pull the. Could a disabled old man do this in the bedroom? You know, to kind of keep her. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Let's see you not do that complaining in full gravity, about my Ed. not complaining about my rapidly shaking hand now, are you? Uh, <laughs> Jesus. Not a not a matter of crew safety now, is it? Okay, all right, Nicole. Mm-hmm. This is your fault. We were flying straight <laughs> as arrows until you came along. Uh, Fred King is up, said, I think the issue of the clamps is essential to explain what happened to Svetlana. She is testing them when she gets into a fight on the surface. He's trying to prevent her from finding out that they are as faulty as Margot discovers. Whoa, look at the Mm. big brain on Fred here. I rewatched that scene, and it's, it's hard to argue against that maybe he was trying, you know, that they were doing the testing and someone at uh ross cosmos knew that those pins were faulty and he was trying to start beef to keep that from being discovered or wow maybe yeah like i said i i don't know that, that i i wish if they had a flourish like that they could have uh, figured out a way to kind of you know spin it around and show it off for us but you, you might be onto something there fred uh, Dr. Barry from Madrigal Electromotive is back. He said uh, wants to make a comparison to Foundation. He says, catching up with Foundation, and I noticed uh, Don, Day's teaching to Don in regards cooking the peacock from the premiere episode of uh, Foundation. Uh, Day says the cooks inject it under the skin with a needle right before roasting. Do you know why they use a the needle? Don speculates because it's more efficient, and Day said because they're afraid if they use a knife, as is the time-honored way. They might rip the skin and I'll send them to a stew pot 50 levels down. All of which is a problem. Why? Because when people are afraid to do their job right, they're certain to do it wrong. And that's poor stewardship. Uh, this leads Dr. Barry to speculate that the Russians will dig a hole deeper to avoid getting caught in a mistake uh, rather than admit the mistake because of the greater fear of punishment.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, no,
0: I mean, that. that's uh, see also the miniseries Chernobyl, on max hbo mm-hmm. because that's a whole meditation on what happens to society when they lose lo- get a loose coupling with with the truth uh it I, I i wonder what they're trying to do with the russia thing because it feels like the only com- consequence of the russian revolution is to install Margot as supreme commander of roscosmos mm-hmm that's my uh, yeah I, I was hoping that they'd do a little bit
1: more but there's still there's still plenty of season left. Yeah, we got another four episodes. I think that's time to cause some political drama. Um yeah. And it it's not been not happening. I guess it just hasn't been as dramatic as I've expected. Granted, cuz Arena pushing back on Eli all the time has been constant and infuriating by for him. Um mm-hmm. But we'll see yeah. if it becomes if it comes more to a head later. Um, Craig T says it's interesting to me how
0: we differ on what parts of the story we find difficulties in. For me, I find the whole fighting outside on Mars in a spacesuit a little ridiculous because it's so obvious you have to be so careful what you do in an environment that's looking to kill you at any chance it gets. Yeah, but people people have short fuses, you know. Like that's like uh, when when you when you read out. You, you don't think about oh god I, I mean that's that's yeah, that's how the majority yeah. of assaults happens you know uh fighting words so that, that whole concept, sure, but Craig says in a colony of hundreds, I don't think it's unrealistic that you could go outside in a borrowed suit and even use a vehicle because it's not a military base or even run by one organization There's seven different countries up there, and not to mention Helios using different equipment at different times doing different things. Think of it as if you're a small factory. Everyone pretty much knows not only your work habits, but your personal ones too. Yet in a big multi-building factory with a turnover of employees, who knows and, what, uh, and uh, what they do. You would have things like forklifts all over, and who's to say if someone's using one when they're not supposed to? Hmm. I don't buy that the Mars base is closer to a big multi-building factory with turnover than it is a small town where everybody knows everybody else, else's business.
1: Yeah, might have to agree to disagree on this one cuz I just think I mean the protocols here would be tight. They, they have even to tight, be to the more fingers lives the more fingers
0: they're putting in the pie, the more chefs in the kitchen, the more I think check-in and check-out sheets are yeah. super vital and especially I, I think for if it like, is a
1: military operation not a mm-hmm. not a private corporation and we know it's both because we, we've we
0: definitely sure. seen mm-hmm. they've, they've thrown that up in relief the last few episodes that it is both a military command top-down structure it's also uh very corporate and um but like you know i, I think that it, like if it was forklifts if miles had requisition a forklift or a blowtorch or something it's a little different than like a uh a mars buggy because i don't think they have that many Like, I'd be surprised Mm -hmm. if they Mm -hmm. have 10, 12 of them. And that's, yeah. So, like I said, agree to disagree because, like, you know, I I can see how you could carve out that space for the show. Uh, That's going to do it for feedback. Once again, if you want to send us feedback, uh, FAM at BulbMove.com is how you do it. Otherwise, that's going to do it for this episode of For All Mankind can't wait to see where Ed lands on the hero versus uh, villainy scale. Maybe we'll find out next week. Until then, I'm your host, Aaron. And I'm Jim. Bye, Bob.